Hello, hunters, and welcome back to the Ultimate Fictional Character Podcast. I'm Matt Acevedo. Join us always by my amazing superpowered companions, Christian Humes and Red, Fra- I was going to say, frankly, underscore Emily, also known as Emily Rose Jacobson. Twitter, yeah, Twitter name and real name. <laughs> I hesitated for a second to do just Twitter name for some reason. I noticed I started doing that. Is that, yeah. I'm like, do I, do, have I done that for you too, Christian? Am I doing that too? No one knows what's happening in these intros, Matt. I just want my <laughs> friends to follow you guys because you guys deserve the follows. You know what I mean? Oh, thanks. Yeah, if, they're gonna, if you're listening to this and you're going to do anything, go to our review page. Oh, my gosh. Review the podcast. Leave five stars and a recommendation for us to put in the bucket. We'll put that character in the bucket. That's, That's right. What I would say. Yeah. That's right. Um, we have quite a cast today, Matt. Who is up first? Yeah, guys, we're going to get on into this, guys. We are going to see who will be moving on to the next round. First, we have Elastigirl from The Incredibles versus the snot villain himself, the Mucinex guy. He's mean. He's green. You can pick your friends, but you can't pick your villains. Oh, (laughs) jeez. Well, you might be able to pick this one. Uh, I got to tell you. Pick your nose. My favorite thing, looking up Mr. Mucinex, just doing a little research on this man. Mm-hmm. Um, he is rated the 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 most disliked mascot in a recent survey. Where does it say that? <laughs> is that on his fandom page? Uh, no, I found this. This was like an ad week thing. Um, so they they did like a whole rebrand. He's now now he's also being played by Jason Manzukas. Yes, I see the I, new, see I see this new section titled the New Mucus. He's had yeah. a drastic new look and new voice. Look, let's let's not pretend here. This is an uphill battle for Mr. <laughs> Mucus. Right? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, have hundred percent. So I feel like the three of us, it behooves us to do the best we can to really put in for Mr. Mucus here. Can I just say well, something let- fun I just really found I just found on Elastigirl's <laughs> fandom page? Oh boy. Oh gosh, where was it? These are her likes in this order. Her family, obedience, honesty, peace, justice, gender equality, and motorcycles. <laughs> she does get a cool motorcycle in the she, second one. She's hot for gender equality and motorcycles, like we all are. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. Y'all, look, I'm gonna before we we, you know, blow Mr. Mu- uh, Mucus into a uh, tissue and throw him away. You know, I think he has a chance here because here's the thing. As someone who's representing a product that's to get rid of it, he's an excellent person. Mm. He's ballsy. He, <laughs> yeah, he's ballsy. He's got, he's like, he's like, <laughs> like living in a New York apartment. He, you know, he's like, oh, we're all just snots in this city. Right, Christian? You, you can attest for that. We're all yeah, we're that's a true. bunch of mucus. That is true. It's a sticky city. Most people don't know that. It's just mucus. When you're walking down the street in New York City and your foot gets stuck to the cement on a hot summer day, it's not it's not your soul melting. It's not the sole of your shoe melting to the to the scorching out pavement. It's just the mucus. Yeah, exactly. It's just the mucus. And I will say he's definitely he's definitely got this Osmosis Jones vibe going for him oh, in which does. it's like he is a living germ and this is his personality and he's got a whole life. And don't you, I know, yeah, I definitely feel like the ads are pretty ballsy in that they show you that you are essentially, by taking this medication, you kill this person. 
So are you are you not the villain in this situation? You you know I would be willing. This sounds crazy, but I'm gonna I'm gonna dust off our old char- our character cheat sheet that we have used in the past here. Uh, just just to to look at some some basic character, you know, personality traits, and I, I would be willing to say that as incredible, obviously it's in the name, as incredible as the last girl is. I think it's entirely possible that Mr. Mucus has had a larger cultural impact than Elastigirl has. Wow. Dang. That's I a mean, bold she's not, statement. Right? She's like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I wouldn't say that she's like the biggest of like women superheroes. And she's kind of just based on a lot of the most popular ones that have come before her. And she really just kind of exists in these two movies. Like, I don't know if she's, like, heralded as, like, a groundbreaker in any in any sort of the case versus the way that Mr. You know, Mr. Musinex is, he's helping people blow their nose. I mean, you know, I, I, he's, he's not helping people. Like, he's not, he's not an aide of any sort. He is. He's, guide, he's guiding you to the product you need. <laughs> it it kind of freaks me out. He is like a, a martyr. Scare tactic. He is he's totally a martyr. A martyr. It's like, if, if I was a kid and I saw this commercial, I'd be like, Mom, is that guy in my nose? <laughs> you know what I mean? No. Is he living in my nose? You know? Every He's time you like... blow your nose, honey, that's him screaming. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Ouch, Mom. You remember, he is memorable. <laughs> he'd probably be a... I feel like he'd abusive. I can't. I was going to say something like, he'd probably no be great to get a drink. I feel like he's the guy you go get a drink and then he goes and it's like abusive. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't oh. know about this guy. Whoa. No. You don't, don't think that, that you don't look at that snot and think he's like not a troublesome snot? I, this, I will this I will say this. Feels like profiling. This is <laughs> on his fandom page, this is what it says. He wants a place to call home. Out of he wanted a place to call home out of the insides of his human hosts, but is quickly evicted with a proper dose of mucinex. So here's a person who you talk about cultural, like just kind of the cultural time right now he is constantly being evicted by us he is a man who wants to set up a family set up a home but uh we just won't let him we won't let him we won't let him which is is really a shame i mean look i i think there's a strong case here to be made for mr mucus that being said picture the two of them in a ring going head to head right Right, she's she's running around she's stretching around him slapping him around throwing him around the cage but he's just kind of like an amorphous blob. Like, can you hurt that? You can only like, like, I feel like if they were playing, let's say a, a sumo wrestling fight, she'd have the edge. Cause she, she could get him out of the zone. Cause that's the easiest thing you could do to Mr. Musicus, right? Is you can, you can remove him from somewhere, mm-hmm. but no well, one can seem to take him out. He's always coming that, back. It seems that his, you know, his strength, his weakness is wind. Like a, like when you, mm. like when you pinch your nose and you, you force all the air out one nostril. That that seems to be his weakness. So it might be tough because if that's his weakness, like I don't know, Elastigirl might be able to do some sort of windy thing where she like winds her arm and like unwinds it to like make a fan, you yeah. know. But yeah. but it's it's definitely not going to be easy for her to win that fight. Yeah, he's, I mean, she might just get sick. Like I'll tell you right now, <laughs> social distancing, <laughs> social distancing rules. Like if we're if we're uh, here's a new category for us. Uh, who would you rather social distance with? Oh gosh, I would. Oh. I would have to pick Elastigirl. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa! But uh, you know who's good at social distancing? The guy who just wants to stay in home and watch TV, 
He's literally, you know, Lazarus wants to go in out. your nose. She wants He's to go a out. Germ. Okay, I will. I will say this. That was the old mucus. See, this yeah. is tricky because there's two different versions of this character. The new one is He's mutated. People, people are now alert to his presence. It's not like he's trying right. to live and you don't know he's there and you suddenly evict him using the power of Mucinex. Instead, we are aware of his presence and he will not leave you alone. For instance, in Ad So Far, he tries to convince a woman not to use Mucinex. He blurts out spoilers in a crowded movie theater. Oh. And then he tries to join a man for work without permission for Taco Tuesday. Sounds like a New Yorker. Right, Christian? Whoa! Am I right, Christian? Am that's I right, some, Christian? That's some, that's, some damning, that's some damning stuff right there. Uh, I got to tell you, I was really starting to swing hard here for Mr. Mucus, but <laughs> spoilers in a movie theater, that is someone that absolutely needs to be ejected. You know what? He's a, I feel really bad, and I need my friend to rewatch Endgame because when he didn't like it, because this guy, not that I didn't like the movie, I think his experience was completely soiled. Because at the at opening night for him, someone went into his theater and yelled, "There's a spoiler if you haven't seen Endgame." So like, give me like ten seconds and come back if you if you care. But you should probably know. But someone walked in and said, "Iron Man dies," and my friend was so mad that that happened and completely ruined the movie for him. And that's the music's next guy. Theater too. I think it was Adam and that's awful. That was our. It was my our theater. It was my second showing of it. Somebody came mm. in at the very end. It, like the credits were rolling. It's awful. And someone ran in and Burke like pushed open the door and just yells like some kid. It was like some kid ran and was like Armin dies. I would be furious and I'd be like, get the tissue, get yeah. the tissue. This snot's going out of here. Honestly, I think there's a strong case for Mr. Mucus, Mr. Mucus's uh, cultural impact, and I think he clearly has some real staying power. He's he's a strong villain as far as mascots are concerned. Mm-hmm. But some of these new things that have been brought up in light of this, I, I personally, I don't know how you all feel. I feel like you know we, we're we're always looking for a unanimous decision when possible. But I I certainly feel like I've made up my mind on this first Same. decision. I think Same. This, I think this old Mucinex man had a chance. But new Mucinex guy, not only are we aware of his presence, but he is he's not just making you sick anymore. He is messing with your life, and that is not okay. That's right. So with that, guys, looks like it's not going the way you thought it would go, Mucinex guy. <laughs> Time to get the Mucinex and throw him out of here. He's gone. Elastigirl's moving forward. It's no tight. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> guys, Elastigirl's going to be fighting one of these two. We have... The oceanographer, the one who tried to warn the mayor of Amity Amity Amityville. Beach, Amity Beach, uh, that there is, a, it's not just any shark out there. We're talking about Matt Hooper, the oceanographer from Jaws, versus this person may seem kind of kooky and kind of crazy, but is also like a super genius. And I'm talking about Ed from Cowboy Bebop, the oh, 13-year-old right. girl who, who hijacked the bebop <laughs> right um wow where to begin here both smart where to begin both both smart mm. great starting point matt <laughs> oh my gosh i mean look they're, they're such wildly different characters we're comparing like a classic spielberg film right to a classic anime like one of one of the most approachable animes too i'd say it uh, because it it very much is 
like influenced by Western uh, films. So this is sort of tough. Um, these two characters are very different because one of them is a lot of fun and the other one is no jokes, all seriousness. Mr. Hooper, right? Like, get me wrong. He's a fun man. He is is a a fun man. man. Yeah. Yeah. He is. He's, I mean, he gets there and he is pretty jazzed about these. Like he is pretty jazzed to be there because he just, he just loves those oceanographers. I mean, yeah, but he's also like the voice of reason. He's very much like, this isn't your shark, but he's also a fun guy. And I believe there's a scene too, where he is, he, he joins the lead character whose name I'm blanking on right now. Uh, somewhere Adam is like, why do I have a chill down my spine? It's because Emily forgot the lead character's name. in Jaws. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I think they're all drinking in his house one night and he just like gets that. He just drinks straight from the bottle of wine. Cause he's like, I'm done. That's true. Okay, so he is fun in that sense, but he is very your the voice of reason thing is a positive because I feel like I feel like I'm thinking about Jaws now. I need to rewatch this now. It feels like the moment we're in with coronavirus, where like, dude, I was thinking like, the same. We gotta thing. open the beach. We gotta open the beach. He's like, it's, you can't open the beach. It's <laughs> we're all gonna die. It's honestly terrifying to watch Jaws right now because it is that, especially when the woman's like, how could you let them? open the beach when my oh son my died God. my little boy died and you let them open the beach does his and he's death constantly warning he's constantly warning and then and then my love i love the scene where they find a shark and they're like well there it is that's that's the shark no more problems and he's like no you don't understand this doesn't line up nothing make you know like this it's isn't out the there shark yeah and he even uses himself as a bait he uses himself as bait, goes into a shark tank, and lets Jaws rip the tank apart, and he survives. I don't remember how he survived. I don't think. Did they ever show how he survived? Luck. Um, no. In the book, he, he just, dies. He just. We. You think that it's like a very much a fake out. You're like, oh, he's dead. We don't see him getting bit, but you're like, oh, he's dead. But then it's like, oh no, he lived. Yeah, he shows up with Quint at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um. He's also this is what's great. Babe. So what's crazy about this, though, is Ed is so different because Ed is also like a genius. Like Ed is also very smart and curiosity gets the best of Ed the same way it does with him. But Ed invites chaos. Yeah. Like Ed Ed goes, oh, what's that? Let's let's ignore all danger, all signs of danger and go find out. Let's chase this signal. Yeah. Let's go to this thing and let's I'm not going to clue other people in on what i'm doing which is the opposite of what hooper does oh big time yeah (laughs) big time like they both know what's going on but but ed keeps it to to herself and then goes and like finds out for herself (laughs) in service of the stories they're in they both do the right thing right like ed in service of the world of cowboy bebop i think it makes sense but like if you ask me who i'd want I'd want Mr. Hooper around. I think Hoover. I think Hooper is. I would say on the border of lawful good, neutral good, where Ed is. I think chaotic, chaotic. good, or even chaotic neutral. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would agree with probably chaotic neutral as well on that. That is, huh? Ed, and Let's, if you don't, if we want to dive into like Ed's backstory, Ed comes from from Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, one of she's she's from one of the like the last remaining, you know, uh, colonies on Earth. 
um and 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 she's from like a little a school of others but she like far ex- exceeded those other people if i'm remembering that correctly right yeah i mean yeah. today you would today you would think it's some kind of an analog for um some kind of someone that's on like an autism spectrum yeah is is what it would be applicable to i mean back then like when it was made they didn't specifically outright say anything but it's clear uh ed has some like communication difficulties but also it's like hyper intelligent yeah um and, and it, by the way a... oh, sorry just for anyone listening uh cowboy bebop is an anime that takes place in the future after humans have left earth and they're spacefaring uh species there aren't and... aliens or anything but it's there's colonies they and, colonize on but, mars yeah the earth is kind of a wreck at this point it's if you guys haven't seen it it is my easily one of the best anime i've ever seen like if you haven't go go watch that 26 episodes it's on hulu for, for christ's sake like it's on hulu funimation whatever go watch it and the dub if you let, like it's actually like it's a great. very very good dub so it, go yeah. watch this show they're doing a live action version i think i, I oh yeah, yeah which i'm very excited about um yeah. and if you don't That's know anything fun. about this character it's like what I love about it is that it's it's slowly revealed. Um, it, you know, like I don't look up anything about like Faye. You know, just just write it out and like feel it, man. Yeah, it's very like it's a noir. It's a space noir. It is mm-hmm. space yeah. noir and western too, really. Yeah. Um. So let's. So so character wise, there's there's like a lot of things here where like I feel like they have advantages over each other, but like it would, and and it shouldn't outweigh anything. But a lot more people are aware of Hooper and Jaws than they are of Cowboy Bebop and Ed, I would say. At least here in America. At least in our microcosm. Yeah, I think if you're in the anime community, you do know who Ed is. Because I think Cowboy Bebop is almost like, similar to Jaws, it is one of those almost classic animes that have just kind of defined the genre over time. And so many things have been inspired from Cowboy Bebop going forward. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So it's sort of a wash then. Who do you guys comparison. think would win in a fight between the two? <sighs> Hooper. I mean, like, a physical... F- ah, it's tricky, because, like, Ed's pretty nimble, and Ed can dodge, and Ed can bite people. But I think... I mean, if if Hooper can avoid getting killed by... I mean, okay, Hooper gets killed by Jaws <laughs> in the book, but in the movie, they change that. So yeah, if Hooper, yeah. If we're going by movie, Hooper, if Hooper can survive Jaws, Hooper can survive the bite of Ed. But I guess if it was tech, I think, or if it was a battle of the minds, I think Ed may win. Ed would get the edge. Because Ed ends up hacking a huge Earth satellite and befriending it that goes But a cage match, AI. right? That's such a cage great match, episode. I, it's going to go to Hooper. Yeah. Like, yeah. Literally he, a cage because he's been in a cage and he's yeah. fought a monster <laughs> shark. <laughs> like, if you're giving him weapons, sure. But, like... Put them in a ring, have them fight it out. It's definitely gonna. He's just a, a tougher person. He's just like he's got like a darkness to him. I mean, that doesn't come out until, scenario. Until the I mean, would he fight? Would he fight Ed the same way he fought a shark? Questionable. I think let he's me, a let good me pick person. This picture. <laughs> okay, there's there's a space uh, space ocean town, right? And and the the mayor of the space ocean town. Uh, doesn't want to close the beach, even though there's a giant robot shark in the in the space water. Who do you okay. call to help to stop this thing? Well, because you made it a robot shark, it feels like, and now it has to be Ed. If you just said it was a space shark, 
then we have a different story here. Because well, now you're talking about biological versus mechanical, and Ed's a hacker. And now it's an well, android shark. Android I think, shark. I think in this episode, both of them team up with each other. I think so too. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I think so too. That's oh, true. That's but this good. is this is where I think this is where I think. See, you say Hooper's a nice man, but I think he doesn't like to lose, and I think he's kind of like tough as nails. I feel like Hooper. He has like a bit of darkness to him, and like given given the instincts and like the moment he would pull something dirty to come out on top. Whereas like Ed, Ed I think is only like about self-preservation when it comes to like fighting. I think Ed is not interested, like wouldn't try to harm the other person, would mostly just act on defense. You're saying that Hooper's driven by science, like whatever discover she, he's more interested in the discovery than in the fame. I just think Hooper has more ego than Ed. I feel like Ed lacks ego. I don't think Ed lacks ego in like a selfless way. Like I have removed myself no. from ego. I think it l- literally comes from a place of like, I just don't even care because my mind is better off doing other things. Right. Which is why I'm like, if you put them in a fight, I could just see Ed just spending the entire time just trying to avoid him. And like, maybe just, they both tire each other out. But I feel like if Hooper got the opportunity in like a celebrity death match kind of situation, <laughs> they need to bring that show back. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Hooper would get the edge there. But there's it's not neither one of them it's not a clear there's no clear winner there. So that's probably not the most important thing. But um I guess there's there's a there's a number of things here that personally like if we want to get down to it and you guys tell me if I'm wrong here, but when it comes down to like a number of factors being like relatability, who's like easier to like chill with, like get a beer, like who feels like more of a real character. I would personally lean towards Hooper right now, unless you guys feel like there's a different direction there. Um, I like Ed a lot. I think actually in some ways that's like my favorite character to watch on Cowboy Bebop. To me, here's the thing. I don't know what it is, but to me, like, and not that this changes anything because anyone could be the UFC, but but Ed truly feels like a side character to me, like a support character. Mm -hmm. While Hooper feels very prominent and, like the story, like you know, like and he he's just too important for the story. Not that Ed isn't, but Ed almost feels like, oh, like let's shake up this. You know, we got these two uh, these two bounty hunters who are kind of bored every day. Let's spice it up a little bit. That's that's kind of what it feels like to me. And I think too, like I think regardless of where, like later on we've we've analyzed the series and where Ed falls on the neurological spectrum. I think Hooper has a lot more groundedness and relationships with at with him. Like you see, uh, his kind of his 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 very like ah da 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 very fighty relationship with the captain of the Orca, whose name I'm blanking on, because they go at each other's throats. Because he's like, I don't trust this weird old dude, and rightfully <laughs> so, because he is crazy. Versus yeah. um, Ed, who while is a very cool and fun character and has a really interesting backstory. And has like a lot of stakes. Uh, they or, or she, she's just very much like doesn't really connect emotion. Like we don't see her connect too deep with the other characters. We know that that relationship is there. We can infer on that, but there's no real. And maybe I'm blanking, but I'm just no real episodes where it's like, oh, well, Ed is just like, oh, it's more like, oh, Ed's here on the ship, and Ed's gonna do one kooky thing, or Ed's. Ed's brilliance is going to help us end the situation or Ed go- goes off and does something weird and we're going to be like, oh no, we don't understand this. But at the end, we come to understand it. But it's not like, yeah, it isn't like an emotional, it isn't kind of like uh, Faye and uh, 
Yeah, there's yeah. there's only one time with Ed, and I think that's like when they revisit Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's it. Other than that, and I will say, and I I know it seems like, especially after what you just said, feels pretty clear where we're going with this. But this bears bears bringing up when it comes down to who's more shippable. I mean, the man literally spends time on a ship, and let's be honest. I well, they both spend wow. time on ship. Actually, they both spend they both time do. on ships. <laughs> they both spend time on ships, but only one of them is shippable. Partially because of an age reason, but also because, like, look at that man. Come on. He is attractive. Mm, he is hunky hunk. Mm. Everyone's at this beach trying to look good while he's got to look at this oceanographer. Mm. They say you know? he's all brains and also beauty. <laughs> well, guys, I guess, uh, I guess, see a, uh, see a space cowboy. Bye, Ed. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty That's good. good. Thanks, man. Uh, Hooper's going on. Matt Hooper's going on to fight against Elastigirl. Here we Hoopa. go. This is a ah man. This is tough. Um, something we didn't talk about with Elastigirl. That's this is a this is a tough fight. Elastigirl chose to put like publicly go a public retire as Elastigirl to live a life to um you know people were kind of getting angry with supers and stuff like that. So she publicly to defuse the situation uh, was one of the first superheroes to announce her retirement to leave the super scene and then in the next movie she like misses it so much and get and uh and is given an opportunity to do it again you know so she's kind of like a a a trendsetter yes yes i did so i enjoyed the second incredibles mm-hmm. I did, but too. did anyone else feel like they kind of were just repeating the same problem a message in the second movie that was in the first one in some ways i got i i honestly, I, I did think that yeah okay i thought that was weird i was like it takes place like right after the last one and it's the same Okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, I liked it a lot. I love the first movie. I think the first yeah. movie is um, definitely my favorite, yeah. Me too. I got to tell you, I'm not leaning either direction at this moment. Especially, I think partially because it, coming into this, you know, try, trying to be fair, trying not to have any biases, but it cl- felt felt clear before we started the episode, Mr. Mister Mucus had an uphill battle. Second fight could have kind of gone either way. Yeah. Uh, didn't know until we started discussion. Don't really know where this is gonna go. Um, so I, I'll. Uh, uh, sorry, I was just gonna say, um, which of you, if either of you have a lean right now, could you tell me why? I'm just curious who you I, think currently has the edge. And would you like to go first? I have my. I mean, wanna... I feel like it's hard. It's hard because it's basically you're putting you're putting a superhero, a literal superhero, against a man who was able to take down a monster shark. I think, which is super in its own way, but I think Elastigirl is very much like, could she take Matt Hooper down in a fight? Yes. She could take him down in a fight. Um, yeah, to me, if we put them in a ring for sure. <laughs> to me, I think in it's, it's, I think it's partly with the orders of like the fact that this movie literally came immediately after Incredibles. Um, to me, it's it's, it, it feels like it feels clunky, to have her go down literally the same path that her husband just went down in the previous movie. It's literally like the same thing, um, which, which I'm like, she, it kind of did her a disservice to me for her character. Um, I don't know if that's just me. Like, I think to me, Hooper seems like he has a, his, he seems a little more um, like grounded or not grounded, but yeah. like re, re, well, uh, sound in I, his. Uh, maybe we should dissect them a little more. Cause I will say, yeah, I hear what Weirdly. you're saying, but like we can't. I feel like we can't be like, oh, their movie wasn't didn't do the character well. Well, it's like it's like we got to take the character out of the movie, 
and we got to put the character like yeah yeah i i, agree, I mean but actually, jaws too he's just mentioned in a phone call he he disappears <laughs> from jaws verse right i don't think we should take him out like we can talk about them out of the movie but i think we need to talk about their their development in the progression yeah. um because that leads to them as a character so uh it, uh, to me, it just does. It just felt like a backwards, like a step backwards well, so, for her. Well, so hold on, hold on a second there, because actually, you've now just pointed out, I think, one of her strengths. Because unlike all the other superhero characters we often get, this is such a bubble character that they aren't this like universe-saving superhero that has done it like billions of times in countless comics, and we have these legacies it's like actually it's just like basically these two movies are the main things you have to pay attention to there might be some side stuff in like games or but we're essentially talking about these two films and in some ways because it isn't that big grandiose story we get to see her like being a mom and like having to deal with her husband's insecurities and making sure her children are trying to be raised and not trying to like drop the ball while juggling her job and juggling her like interpersonal relationships. Um, I feel like that's actually kind of a strength because that's a good sometimes point. When, when we talk about these comic book characters, it's like we can't even discuss who the heck they are because it's like, well, how many times did they save the universe? And you know what's interesting to me, actually, now that I think about it. Uh, that's why I love the show. It kind of opens other possibilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, thinking about that movie now, it's it's what's what I do like about it and about The Incredibles as a franchise is that unlike you know, like in in Marvel and stuff, it's, there's like a call that they have to do this. They have to do it. Well, in this one, it's almost like they really want to do it. It's like there's mm. this humanistic characteristic where they where this this humanism where they just really they miss it. They they miss the the rush, the action. And I think there's something real raw about that. You I know, think, yeah. I think I think a big underlying part of these films, especially in the first one, is all about like hiding who you have the having to hide who you are because the world doesn't accept you and helen is like she knows that like her husband is having a hard time through it and she's having a hard time through it too but she has to be a mom she has to set a good example for her kids bob kind of goes off and does his own thing bob is pretty selfish and in the second movie it isn't like she runs off secretly and does right. her own thing. She's they actually, talk about it. she's hired. She's asked and they talk about it and they're like, go do this. And also too, it's a big point because in the first movie, she's very much like, has this very feminist point of view. In the first, like one of the early interviews with Mrs. Incredible, Miss Elastigirl, she's like, leave the world saving to the men. I don't think so. She's always been like Elastigirl. And now she is like, now she in her, in the second one, she finally comes in the limelight. She is the superhero they want to be the representation of other superheroes. It's a woman. It's her. It's it's not Frozone. It's not Mr. Incredible. It's Elastigirl. Yeah. You know Which, what? I got to rewatch these movies because, dang, that's, that's solid. That's some solid stuff. And what's interesting about that, though, is that it's both like the point of the movie, but it's also her biggest flaw because just like, like you said, Mr. Incredible in the first movie is suffering through this and she's aware, but she's like trying to be like, you know, we have to do this. But once she's given this opportunity, she's like not looking at everything critically mm-hmm. enough because she's getting exactly what she wants from the enemy. She doesn't realize that she's being set up. She's being taken advantage. That's right. Of, and she can't, yeah. she can't see through it. And it's actually the kids that her, 
mostly her, but her and her husband raised, who are the ones that were able to save them in the end, because she she fell for their trap because it was like she was finally getting this thing that she had earned and the recognition she had earned, and she didn't like consider like, oh wait, could this be a ploy of some kind? Um, which it, that's not a bad thing. It's just it's it, it's it's really interesting uh, as far as dynat uh, dynas dynism dynamism. I don't know how to say it. Uh, as far as her being dynamic, I don't know why I couldn't. Uh, <laughs> it happens, speak. man. Speak. You had a fart. Uh, we yeah, can my smell brain it. Just <laughs> my brain. <laughs> my brain had a froze zone for a second. Um, <laughs> who's more shippable? Because I still think it's Hooper. I mean, I still it, think it's Hooper. It depends. I I keep seeing these posts around. I'm not going to say the word because it's it's against our it's our against our code. But why do all the Pixar people make these women or these mom characters with dump truck behinds? <laughs> they give these women, like, these very voluptuous thighs and behinds. And Alaska girl, Alaska woman, is no exception. I mean... I've definitely heard Iffy <laughs> post about it <laughs> a few there, times. I think there's a whole video about it. I mean, there's videos, too, of, like, people seeing her at the theme parks and stuff and like she i think she i think they're both very gorgeous characters i think yeah, they okay. are. hooper has this okay. kind of soft intelligent quiet nature to him but i think helen is or is or elastigirl is definitely like she's really cute and she's super she like, is very cute she's very cute i think they're both very i think i put them on both on the same shippable level i ship both of them together yeah I think they, I think yeah. they would hit it off. <laughs> I think they really would, dude. I don't. I'd, I'd buy it. That's a ship I want to see. <laughs> who do you think? Um, it's weird. I, I like. I just started thinking about Hooper for a minute because we've now been talking about Last Girl, and after we brought up the thing about what's happening with coronavirus right now <laughs> and what, <laughs> what's going on in Jaws, I'm just like, man, these are both hero characters, but there's only one of these two people that I think could save us right now. And it's not Elastigirl. <laughs> it's Mr. Hooper. We need to listen to him. We, we need to listen to, to listen our scientists. Uh, who, who if, you're, you rather... if you're listening to this and you don't wear a mask, come on, dude. Wear a mask, who'd dude. You... Just, just please, you're breaking my heart. Who would you rather get a beer with? Personally, you know, that's socially a, that's safe tough. distancing. Personally, socially distancing. Personally, I think it'd be Elastigirl. Yeah, because really? she she could safely social distance and like sh- throw you a beer from a far away. She's you know also I mean? just like she's also just this. I mean, her relationship. I'm forgetting the female character's name in who ends up becoming spoilers for The Incredibles two, who ends up becoming the villain in Incredibles two. But them just hanging out, sitting on the couch drinking. I mean, she literally is just like she's just and same with Edna. She goes and she hangs out with like Edna and they connect. Like she yeah. she just naturally connects with anybody. And I think that's also yeah. reason why they make her the superhero choice is because she is like she's a mom. She's relatable. She got mom energy. She's she's yeah. pretty indestructible. She's got some crazy powers. I'm it's with Emily just, on that. It's not just strength. It's it's like she's literally be flexible in like a physical and like mental way. Yeah. I'm with M. I, I would definitely get a drink with Elastigirl because I feel like, you know, as much as like we gotta listen to him, like I feel like Matt Hooper. I'm like I'm like when I just want to get a drink, I don't want to like 
I know the world's on fire. I don't want you to like talk about it all the time, you know? Like he'll be the guy at the bar and be like, yo, man, my, my grandpa just died and man, he used to love fish. And he's like, well, you know, fishing, we're overpopulating, we're overfishing and we're going to, well, I'm like, dude, like, come on. I got to interject here. I got to interject come here. Come on. Because the best scene in Jaws is when they're in the ship drinking and they're sharing stories. That is the the best scene in that movie is when they're they're, in the, drunk. they're below deck and they're passing the bottle and he is laughing and he's like oh look at this bite I got he's not being he's not that's being true. a downer oh, that's he's true. being rough and tough and cool and he's he's hanging with the like that's the after a few drinks though arguably like as far as like socially goes like are like cooler manlier men than him but he is hanging with the guys like being a cool nerd. Like, he was great there. And I feel like Elastigirl, at least for me, she's too much of a mom. I feel like she'd be like, all right, well, I'm just going to have the one because I do have to drive in, like, an hour. And then, if she Look, if like, Bob if Bob has the kids, Elastigirl, Helen's coming out. Helen's showing up, dude. You know what I mean? She, you seen her? You see her in the montage of her leaving the kids. She's all refreshed. She's like ready to go. She's having That's her fair. martinis. That's like, fair. girl knows how to party, man. That's you. You both make a compelling argument, but I, <laughs> I, 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 it, it has to be said how, how well he could throw back with his uh, fellow shipmates. <laughs> he yeah. was, he was in no way a downer because we have seen that. That's true. Um, but you, you've made me. You, this has been very compelling. I actually, it, it's it's tipped quite a direction for me personally. Um, I also, I think he's funnier than her. Like I'm just looking at the list now because it does feel like we are kind of leaning one way. And I'm trying to, I'm just trying to think. Are there any other things we haven't really talked about? I do think that he's like subtly funnier than her because he does a lot of like backhanded jokes, like sarcastic jokes and digs. And yeah. I think she is. She's generally not making a lot of jokes unless they're like straightforward, like chat jokes like she's being lighthearted. yeah i mean i feel like it's it's tricky because it's like i think it's she's constantly at war where it's like i don't mean to say this in a mean way but she was a woman who who had these ambitions she wanted to break that glass ceiling she wanted to be recognized for the superhero she was however the government and fate had other plans where as soon as they start outlawing superheroes then she has to put that joy in professional way. And even though she was like, I don't want to be a housewife, she then takes on that role. And I think she definitely loves her kids. She doesn't loathe her kids for any reason. But I think, talk about a character who, who, man, just like everything that she loved was taken from her. And now, but she still tries to make her life a better, she still tries to make the world a better place. She tries to give her kids the best life she can. She tries to be a great mom. She tries to be a great wife. And she tries to support her husband in any way. She tries to talk to him. Hey, Bob, tell me what's bothering you. You seem really, really down. But then he lies and goes behind her back. And like like a good wife, she goes after him. And even when her kids go after them, she gets mad for a sec. But she's like, she realizes, all right, my, you know what? My kids have superpowers too. I'm going to trust them. She trusts her children. Like, I mean, she also tells them, hey, stay in this cave. But yeah. Um, but when, but ultimately, as we've seen in both films, the children ultimately have very similar arcs in that they they are able to handle themselves in these situations and ultimately are a yeah. key in taking down the big bad. But which I th- does say a lot about how well she raised them. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I'm feeling pretty good, man. I feel yeah, I feel good as well. I gotta be honest. I was in the middle. I actually cause, same you know, here. Like, I was in the middle too. I was, 
straight down the middle on this one. Yeah, because look, Matt Hooper is a great character and someone great we don't character. we don't. He's like one of the scientists. He's one of the stronger scientists, I think. You know, mm. um, I think he's a fantastic character. But the more we talk about Elastigirl and the the real life struggles that is is tied in with the superhero themes and how that kind of mirrors our everyday life is just it's it's like man, I forgot how much I love those movies. <laughs> um, so I, good. I feel good. Um, I would think we're ready to call it. I think so too. Well, looks like he didn't get a bigger boat. Matt Hooper has been swallowed by Jaws, and Elastigirl is moving on to the next episode. Woo! Dang, Speaking that was an incredible matchup. Oh, guys, that was amazing. Uh, that, that was that a great was discussion. A lot of fun. I like that one. Yeah, that was a fun one. Um, wow, I gotta go watch Incredibles, Emily. That was so great. Oh my Look, gosh, she's one of like the best Pixar female characters. Like I stand her. She is she is a solid character. Yeah, and man. When we do her versus Chris Turk. I think that's going to be a great match because Oof, they, we, there's so be... much we did not talk about Chris Turk. There's a lot we didn't say. So and I have an update be... for the listeners. I'm halfway well. through season one of Scrubs, and Dang. it's very good. How do you feel about our choice? I think I, I right now I still don't know. I think he's like I haven't seen his growth just yet. Gotcha. I feel like as yeah. of now, as of season one, I haven't seen enough. Yeah, it's. I mean, the, I will say the first season of the show is the worst one. Like it's it's so but it's so early good. and young, and which that, is great. But it's. I think it's like season three on. It's like perfect. Season three is one of those like seasons of TV that I'm like, oh, this is, there's not a single bad. Ep- it's like every episode is just knocked out of the park. Um, First up next week, Babs Bunny. Oh, oh dang. from Tiny Toon Adventures. From Tiny Toon Adventures. Sweet. And she is going. I miss pulling against... from the bucket, man. Huh? I, I miss pulling from the bucket. Uh, yeah, one day. <laughs> one day. She's going up against Seymour from Little Shop of Horrors. Oh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and the next person going up is the starbucks mermaid what nice we put that in there (laughs) yeah i'm so excited to explore her lore (laughs) all fictional characters (laughs) and the starbucks mermaid is going up against gex from gex the gecko are you serious are you kidding me movie actor gex the gecko (laughs) we have a powerhouse episode next week oh my god wow what a doozy um, you guys, thank you so much once again. Uh, if you want to leave a review on iTunes and put in a recommendation of who you want in the bucket, that'd be awesome. Um, you can find I'm Matt Acevedo. You can find me at the Matt Acevedo on all the platforms. Uh, and check out season two of Mass Effect Adventure with me and Emily. Uh, mm. Mark Meir, the voice actor of Commander Shepard, uh, is in our our episode one of season two, which is a great starting point. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Um, Emily. Yeah, you can find me on my Twitter at frankly underscore Emily. I do a bunch of fun things with Matt. We also do a video games podcast called Hit Points Pod uh, yeah. cast that you can find <laughs> at Hit Points Pod on Twitter. That's why I said it. Uh, and yeah, I write a bunch of, I talk about video games. I'm also in the inner geekdom uh, division of the movie trivia Schmodown. So if you like movie trivia, uh, you can watch me compete in that. Fantastic. And I am at Christian underscore Humes. All of our socials and details are in the show notes. You can click on them. Please, again, if you have any time, we would absolutely love a review or share. Tell a friend. Uh, you, listen, if you listen to the show, 
then you watch a lot of TV, movies, or comics, or whatever. So you must have a buddy to talk to about it. Let them know. But until next time, we'll see you in the ring. <laughs>